0: Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Worman, Esquire. Uh, We're here today to talk about uh, the action in last week's um, week 12 of the NFL. And we'll uh, update our our, uh, ongoing betting competition. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's coming up in this next week. Uh, Chiefs are going to be uh, facing, wait, who are we facing this week? Green Bay Packers. That's right, the Green Bay Packers.
1: (laughs) One of the storied franchises of the National.
0: One of our favorite teams too. Yes, Uh, love the uh, coach. Maybe I guess and make fun of their coach and stuff. Everything, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, big matchup against the Packers this week. And I'm sure they'll
1: beat the Chiefs now (laughs) that we've done all this. Yeah, uh,
0: that's usually what happens. Uh, But uh, we'll we'll kick off today's episode though with a little bit of a different topic. Uh still in the NFL though. Uh Frank Reich was fired this week from, from Carolina. Uh and what is it? Adam Schefter has predicted that somewhere between seven and ten NFL head coaches will lose their job this season. Reich was the second mm-hmm. Think of the season. Uh, after Josh McDaniels from uh, the Raiders. Do you think they could get up to ten firings, Mike? Is that is that ten. you would predict?
1: 10 seems really high. Uh, I read that, that article, and I guess he had said that in the Pat McAfee show. There's some other people that said, because there were only five coaches fired last year, they were due for a big year this year, but before we went on the air, we, we kind of went through all of the different coaches that we thought were fired, kind of division by division, and we really fire, only fire, fire a bull, I guess, right? Yeah, fire a bull. Like, so again, more could be fired, but oftentimes less, fewer of those are fired than actually are. I think both of us thought that Brendan Staley was going to get fired last year, and he wasn't. So we think of him as being uh, you know, on the block, but he's the only AFC West coach that is mm-hmm. in danger of losing his job. I guess it's possible somebody like Andy Reid might resign or something if they win the Super Bowl but or go out on top, but I don't...
0: Was I yeah, is Pierce, is he's technically like an interim coach. Is that does that count as firing? Or I, don't so. I don't think so. Coach is that
1: that would count a team twice when it because yeah. we already annuals. so I don't count Pierce. Um, but so I was thinking Staley, uh, AFC East, maybe Robert Sala is the most likely, more likely than McDermott or Belichick. It's not certainly not going to be Mike uh, Mike McDaniel. maybe it like May,
0: could be, but he's probably he's unlikely to be fired. You would think. Yeah, this is
1: and this is t- he's talking about firing. He's not just right. talking about like leaving. So like, um, maybe maybe Vrabel in the South. I don't think any FC North coaches are really um likely to be gone. So that's three more, and then maybe Matt Iberflus in Chicago and Ron Rivera in. He's already lost his defensive coordinator uh, in Washington. Maybe some, maybe a random NFC South coach or two. But those were the five names that I could think of that were actually probably so. That would be make it up to seven. So I think three more beyond that would be a lot. So I don't think it'll make it to the ten. But I, I'm not. I'm not as I don't have my ear to the inside uh, uh, of of the NFL like Adam Schefter does for sure. So um, you know who knows. But I, I would say. Uh, Seven to ten. If it's if it's seven to ten, I'd say closer to seven than ten. But maybe even not even seven though. It's possible not even seven because I think I think it's most owners maybe know now that you can't just keep firing, uh, coach after coach. Sometimes it takes a year or two for coaches to catch on, and and the teams that fire coaches very very quickly are the ones that typically don't have very good coaches because nobody wants to coach for those teams. So. I, I'm I'm I wonder who will coach for Carolina since the since, um you know Frank Reich was only given eleven games, um and or maybe they want Matt Rule back. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't done a great job with Nebraska, but he was doing better than, uh, um I guess Steve Wilkes was the interim coach who did okay with with the Panthers last year, but yeah I don't I I think it was a that was a, I think you have to give
0: him at least a full year if it's not unless it's like an Urban
1: Meyer situation
0: there are other problems besides just the game time decisions yeah it's mm-hmm. not usually there's more to it than, than just yeah. that but then there are you know owners that are just kind of hot headed and you know will get angry enough to fire someone on the spot which has happened before and then there are other coaches that you know keep their jobs for forever despite uh you know being fireable for maybe several seasons
1: yeah that's what it, it seems like is that way for like royals managers uh tend to last a while um european soccer coaches are kind of the other end it seems like they get fired mid-season all the time and that seems just kind of crazy to me sometimes they last a long time but sometimes they just like you know chelsea will fire a coach you know one or two a year it seems like they just they just they just go through them so it's it's uh it's
0: uh it's, so yeah NBA, I, I, NBA I seems to be like a revolving door with certain teams at least anyway and then and then there's popovich who's been there for yeah. like years now at this point Years, steve kerr uh
1: yeah some of the other guys some like the more successful you know, milwaukee guy's been around um can't, what's his name uh he's been around um uh for for a while now uh yeah uh. Uh, um. No, no he, no, he actually got fired. Uh, or he left. It's it's uh Al Adrian Griffin is the new, mm-hmm. uh, of the uh, Milwaukee, uh, Bucks. He he replaced, um, was a holster, right? Oh yeah, Budenholzer, yeah, yeah. Who had nice. been around for a while, I think, hadn't he? he well, did he quit or
0: did he? I think they, I think he got fired.
1: I don't follow the.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I think that, I think the ownership was expecting like a title and he couldn't deliver the title. I think is how that ended up going. Like he, they got into the playoffs, they kept losing in the playoffs. Well, they won in 2020. They won like two years ago. Was he still the coach then or was he?
1: Yeah, they won in 2021. He was the coach. So like he had been coach of the year. I guess he'd only, he only I guess he'd only been the coach for 5 seasons 2018 mm. to 2020. He was the Hawks coach 5 years before that. So I was thinking he was the Bucs coach the whole time. He was the Hawks and then the Bucs coach.
0: Yeah. Um, oh so, yeah, so what led to his firing then? It says they they agreed uh
1: let's see. Um they I think cuz they lost to the Heat in the first round. Yeah. Uh, in five, and So then the Heat of course made it to the NBA finals. That kind of maybe seems stupid since uh, the Heat ended up almost winning the whole thing. But I don't know. They just, they, they, they wanted to, I think they just wanted him to uh, get, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, I think it was somewhat of a controversial or at least not universally um, loved.
0: Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, and he, yeah, yeah it's like uh, Antetokounm- Antetokounmpo was injured.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Giannis was hurt, and yeah, it just seems like a like a yeah, no. he, yeah. fifty. They were fifty-eight and twenty-four last year, so I'm not sure why. Um, uh, he got, he got fired anyway. So yeah, that shows how that shows how closely we've been following uh, the NBA. This this this. It, 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 yeah, that's I'm glad that this isn't the uh three point line uh or it would be just inside the three point line power hour the, <laughs> right. the, the least the least uh valuable shot in the uh in in basketball is the one with your your toes on the three point line the
0: longest possible two point shot yes yes <laughs> no the long the long two power hour uh yeah <laughs>
1: But uh, you know, should we, should we talk about uh, week twelve of the NFL uh, and the coaches that are still uh, coaching and the teams that are uh, maybe still in the playoff hunt? Uh, one of those teams is the Chiefs. They actually had uh, maybe a bounce back game after a couple of rough games, or in in, in with in somewhat close succession. Uh, they, you know, they they couldn't catch a they couldn't catch the ball at all against uh, the Eagles. They lost a winnable game, I think, against Philadelphia. Even though the Eagles are, uh, you know, the, the league's best record, The Eagles won a very close game against uh, Buffalo. But uh, this weekend, but uh, the Chiefs ended up overcoming a slow start and rolling somewhat. We could say rolling over over uh, over over the
0: Las Vegas Raiders, 31-17, what did you think of the Chiefs' uh, victory uh, this week, Andrew? Well, it started out pretty ugly. I mean, even just before the game, where we found out well, two of our two of the Chiefs' receivers were not going to be available in uh, Tony or or uh, Hardman was and, Har- and Hardman Cole Hardman were both out, uh, and Hardman's headed to the IR. Then I think too is that right? IR.
1: And McKinnon was out too. So
0: and then McKinnon also right. So so I mean that's a a pretty you know dramatically different game plan. With those absences, uh, and then you know, then getting down fourteen nothing, like right off the bat, too, it didn't did not look great. But then, uh, then it was basically all Chiefs from that point on. Though the offense both yes, so Rice looked really good. Yeah, Rice had one drop, but like other than that, he was
1: really good. Uh, and they actually passed to him in the second half. Usually, Rice it seems like they give him a few times in the first half, and then they forget about him in the second half, and. The Chiefs offense sputters, but this time the offense played pretty well in the second half, partly because, well, they gave it to Rice, and Rice had that great um, 39-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes that was really a five-yard pass that he turned into uh, a touchdown. I think he had – I was reading an article that he had – I think he had eight catches for 107 yards, something like that, but he had 30 – one or thirty three yards I can't remember which number exactly uh above expected uh mm. receiving so he um got you know he did he did more with less uh than um most receivers
0: have and it was the first 100 yard game by any Chief's wide receiver this season yeah Kelsey's been over hundred yeah several times but not a wide receiver
1: but yeah and he was close to hundred this time so it was it was a Kelsey and Kelsey Rice show which that seemed to do pretty well uh for the Chiefs. Uh if they still didn't have a ton of yards passing, Mahomes wasn't over 300, he was in 298 mm-hmm. or something. But part of that was because he had a 12-yard loss I think on the first play to uh Pacheco. Do you remember that that pass at the very beginning was I think they lost That was the most yards I've ever seen on like a lot on like a pass play that didn't involve like somebody, you know, like a reverse where they just ran the wrong way or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a loss that big on a like a non-quarterback sack uh, or a disaster play. Yeah, some
0: completely busted play that yeah had a fumble involved or something, you know, something extra to make it. Yeah, this
1: was like a completed screen pass where they lost twelve yards somehow. Yeah. (laughs) But that yeah, they recovered from from that uh, opening and they ended up winning. They covered the spread. they're favored by nine and a half, so uh, they they covered, they won the over. I think also hit, uh, so they were uh, if you if you are paying attention to that, but so the Chiefs, yeah, I think the Chiefs played pretty well. They have another road game coming up, uh, in Green Bay on Sunday night. We'll talk about that, uh, when we talk about week third, uh, week thirteen. Any any other week twelve, uh, action that you thought was was interesting? We had the Thanksgiving Day games, we had the Black Friday game. We also had uh, a full slate of of NFL games over the weekend. I think all, all thirty two teams played.
0: We know I think we noticed from the uh, from our, our our you know betting side of things, at least in anyway that that we were pretty surprised that that um I think all the Thanksgiving day games ended up being overs, which uh, you know, on the short week, it seems like the defenses are somewhat favored. Or have like maybe they're a little ahead of the planning at least anyway for a short week, uh, not the case on Thanksgiving though. That's um... um,
1: the yeah a lot of offensive uh, fireworks. Uh, uh, you know I think we were we were both surprised that Green Bay beat Detroit. Uh, I don't I don't think either of us were surprised by the results in the Dallas uh, Washington game or the. Or the, or the Seattle-San Francisco game, but maybe maybe the, maybe the the degree of separation between those teams maybe it was surprising, but and maybe the number of points scored, but I think the results were not surprising. Um, the Black Friday game I thought was interesting uh, because it involved uh, two, uh, this is interesting, before halftime, involved two pick sixes in the final one minute of the half, one thrown by each team, and yeah. one of those was Mary that was intercepted by the Dolphins, uh, and... Yeah. Returned a hundred yards for uh, the touchdown, and I thought that w- that w- that was um, exciting. And I guess the, the 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 Cowboys got another pick six from
0: Bland, and they then he get his fifth. That's right. Yeah, set an NFL record for pick sixes in a season. Well, that's pretty impressive. Um, well, now, now he holds it by on his own. I think he was tied with yeah, the five, four. I'm surprised there were
1: four by one player, but that seems uh, yeah. five is. Crazy how because you well, it's not just like skill like of luck and just like where you are when you intercept the pass. And yeah, five um uh touchdown uh uh passes. Uh, uh Darren Bland uh has seven uh, Darren Bland has seven interceptions on the season, five of them have gone well, for touchdowns. Not bad. Do you know where Darren Bland? played college football nope he played in in two universities in California both of which are named for the city in which they're located
0: oh like you let, let
1: me see no I'm less successful than that um I will let me see if I can find okay so he ended up finishing his career at the same University that both uh uh Derek Carr and his brother David Carr Ooh. played for and also Devontae Adams probably most maybe most famously.
0: I don't, I, Fres- I don't uh, watch a lot of college football <laughs> that, like that was Fresno State. Oh Fresno
1: State oh. Fresno State. And he also played for Sacramento State. Uh oh that, he was a fifth round draft pick in 2022. So he's he uh he's done uh pretty well. He he was at Fresno State, and then after COVID, he transferred to. He was at Sacramento State, and then after COVID, he transferred to Fresno State. Hmm. Uh Fresno State, Sacramento State is FCS. Fresno State is uh regular Division One, uh, and they might be in the new pack. Who knows how many three. Uh, uh, They'll become the third
0: pack school.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's. I think that, I think they were one of the rumored teams to join mm. uh, potentially uh, pack conference. But anyway, um, should do you want to talk about our bets uh, of? Sure. Week? Well, ha- ha- so uh, we we made our three locks of the week. Each of us, uh, I believe, I finished again for the maybe the third or fourth consecutive week at two and one so i got two out of my three locks you were one and two so i think that took you down to about to 500 that's right on the, are you 18 and 18 and i am now 20 and 16 in my locks of the week should you want to go want to go through our our uh locks
0: sure uh Doug, you want you
1: want to start or you want to want me to start
0: well if we want to if we want to do losses first then i better start so i could have to get okay. my extra one out of the Loss. way anyway yeah uh, all right we'll start yeah, so I had the my close loss at least anyway. Well, let's do the let's do the worst of the losses. For me it was I had the Buffalo Philly under in that game, 48 and a half points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they it ended up being a complete shootout. It was a 37-34, 37-34 so 71 71 many many points over the 48 and a half. <laughs> and it was over early I think too, like uh it wasn't uh yeah. Anyway, I had the under in that one. Not even close,
1: and the weather was bad, so he thought, "Well, maybe the under will hit," but uh, it didn't. It didn't seem to matter that you know yeah. they were making fifty-nine-yard field goals as time expired in the pouring rain. <laughs> right. So, Nick uh, like Elliott, uh, I did, I did, I actually thought the game was over when there were about twenty-five seconds left in the game, and Buffalo did. It was tied, and Buffalo did not try to score at the end of. The fourth quarter and i thought that was going to signal that buffalo lost Was
0: going and to
1: lose? they ended up getting the the, the um, coin toss but they only kicked a field goal and uh philadelphia scored a touchdown on the way back so but i still think buffalo should have tried to go for it um because they had you know they have 25 seconds they had a timeout at least and they could try to win it in regulation like the chiefs you know when they had 13 seconds they were able to do against buffalo i think buffalo should have tried to do something in 25 seconds yeah. but i don't know if They did way it. more time than 13 yeah it's almost twice as many as <laughs> those of us doing the math at home yes yes um speaking of doing the math at home i was i was uh i i, I had also predicted an under uh and that was the green bay detroit uh, Thanksgiving day game. I had like you, Dr. I thought, okay, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's, it's, um, it's Thursday. Uh, I think Detroit's a pretty good team. I don't think green Bay is a very good team. So I think, uh, Detroit might score a lot of points. I didn't see green Bay scoring a lot of points, but green Bay ends up scoring 29 and beating Detroit outright. Um, so it's 22 is a 51, um, points total it was over and it was 46 and a half. So it wasn't that far over, but it was, uh, it was still over. And uh, I missed that one. I had pretty good under 46 and a half, but it went over to 51.
0: Close. Yeah. Just uh, one extra, one, one extra score, touch. But yeah, maybe, maybe the Packers could have just kicked a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown just to keep it for you under but no no, the field, goal no. Anyway. A field
1: goal would have just kept it slightly closer it would yeah. have needed uh a touchdown taken off the board one 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 way or the other and yeah and that didn't happen. but um yeah so that was my only loss so i feel pretty good you had you had one more loss however bringing you crashing back to
0: to earth yeah so we between the two of us we had three unders um all of them failed uh, so my my second pick was also an under in the uh, San Francisco-Seattle game. Very, very close on this one. It was 43 and a half points was the line. Uh, and it was uh, – thirty uh, or 44 points was the final. 37-17? Uh, it was 31-13. 31-13. 31-13, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they – what San Francisco got a touchdown like midway through the fourth quarter that uh you know ensured the that they would that they would keep the spread at least anyway, cover that. But uh you know, I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed that they would miss the extra point because that would be enough to keep it on the under. But now that was not, not well, you
1: had
0: yeah. Yeah, a two percent chance of the extra point <laughs> going
1: over, uh, maybe three percent now with the bigger with the longer field goal, but still no. yeah. No, they missed that one, um. Yeah, so our, our, it seemed like a lot of games went over, uh, this week, um. Right, ov- over, I think was the correct bet on. Like nine of the games. Nine out of sixteen. Eight. Uh, I got one of those overs correct. Uh, for my loan over under bet, uh, of my locks of the week, and that was the Cleveland Denver game. I predicted over thirty five, and a half, points and. Uh, Denver won that game 29 to 12. They almost covered that by themselves. Of course, Cleveland didn't score very many points to help, but they still got enough. They got up to 41 points. Denver is one, I think, five in a row now. So they're looking pretty good. Um, I'm actually involving Denver in one of my picks for uh week 13. So keep an eye out, uh or an ear out for that one. But yeah, Cleveland, Denver over 35 and a half, they got up to 41. So it took a little while, though. I, they, that was a low-scoring game all the way through, and I was I was a little bit worried. But in the second half, Denver started to pull away, and uh, they pushed it over. How about your uh, victory of the week, Dr. Scott?
0: My, my lone victory uh, was in the Baltimore uh, Chargers game. Uh, Baltimore was favored by four points. Uh, it was not looking good late in the game, but Baltimore did score a late touchdown where they probably could have, you know, slid or taken a knee near the goal line just to like run the clock out, but they actually went into the end zone and and uh, had that extra touchdown gave them a twenty to ten victory, covering that four point spread.
1: Yeah, Zay they Flowers did not slide as he may as as uh Jared McKinnon or Patrick Mahomes uh have demonstrated that they they like to do when the game is basically out of hand, but they don't want to make it so that there is a one a one tenth of one percent possibility that the other team might score two touchdowns in quick succession to win the game, rather than just uh, you know play it kind of try to thread the needle and 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 uh, and have the ball as time expires or make the winning kick as time expires. But the gentlemanly uh, finish, as we talked, the the, gen- the Andy Reid gentlemanly home stretch, the arg that uh, that causes agita for all uh, for betters uh from coast to coast yes. um speaking of a team that causes agita at least for you is the pittsburgh steelers uh they've been one of your frustrating uh teams uh, this year they've been one of my good bets uh, uh this year more often than not and um pittsburgh i had favored minus one and a half over cincinnati cincinnati of course does not have joe burrow playing quarterback And uh, they fired their offensive coordinator uh, and the offense actually looked better supposedly, but uh, this week, but they still only scored 16 points. (laughs) Um, So, Mm. so uh, they've won 16 to 10 over Cincinnati. So they uh, won by six. So four and a half point cushion on my uh, Pittsburgh minus one
0: and a half. I've given up trying to bet against them. So I've just now, I know I just blanketly bet on Pittsburgh. And you know, blindly follow the lack of logic to get the Pittsburgh victories, and that's it seems to work now. So I don't, I don't know. It still makes no sense, but I, mm-hmm. you know, sure us. I don't want to, keep, I don't want to keep losing money on you know these fake bets <laughs> that we're making. I don't want to lose more fake money, Mike. So I've, I've joined them. I want to save face and
1: money by, by betting on them. Um, Sitting at seven and four, so they're solidly playoff contention Pittsburgh Steelers, which I don't think of them as being a very good team. They remind me of a little bit of that team that finished that squeaked into the number seven seed a couple of years ago. And the Chiefs rolled like t- two uh, two weeks in or almost two weeks in it was like two out of three weeks. They the Chiefs uh won like 41 to 7 uh games uh against uh Pittsburgh. That I think I think that's this is the kind of team Pittsburgh has. Maybe their defense is a little better, but I think their offense is actually a little bit worse because they don't have Ben Roethlisberger. Even the even the uh, desiccated husk of Ben Roethlisberger might be a uh, have more of a powerful offense than the current uh, juicy juicy body of of uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. But uh,
0: is that is that the opposite of a desiccated husk? <laughs> I didn't, uh, we we were looking at that um, graphic about the uh, assembling the worst quarterback from different oh, yes. parts of when Kenny Pickett was featured in that image was he not? I think so. Well, we, well I, I'm gonna
1: check check that picture. Yeah, it was, um, was
0: it, the, it was the arm Kenny Pickett.
1: Or the it was, Mac, Jones. It was Mac Jones's arm? Yeah, Mac Jones. um, no, there's no Kenny Pickett in there. He didn't even make it. Oh, I know. It hand size. Kenny Pickett's hand size. It was hand size, hand yeah. Well, there's yeah. Joshua Dobbs's hair, uh, Bryce Young's regular size, <laughs> Will Evis's coffee with mayonnaise, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes's. <laughs> arm there, uh, and it was uh, Mac Jones's arm. Zach Wilson overall was my, the funniest one, I thought. Uh, <laughs> poor Zach Wilson. But uh, bumped down to number three uh, in favor of Tim Boyle uh, as the new uh, starting quarterback for the Jets, who did not do any better than Zach Wilson does. So, but um, yeah. So what's the difference? Kenny Pickett is maybe just doing slightly better than Zach Wilson, and uh, but his team has has been been winning some games, so he's he's stayed uh, in control as, of, of the starting position and in pittsburgh so but uh you know he's doing well enough for me to uh bet on him every once in a while or maybe more than once in a while and uh I, i'm not going to do it this week i think i think the spread's too big for pittsburgh pittsburgh likes to keep the games close and i know i'm a little yeah. nervous about uh games where they're favored by a good deal so uh they're favored by five and a half uh, going in but the money line you're gonna take them on the money line probably but i think they probably only win by a field goal so i'm gonna no. yeah i really um, need it Pittsburgh is playing at home against Arizona. They're favored by five and a half, but I'm a little, I'm a little worried. So I I, I would, I would just, uh, I'm going to steer clear from that one as part of my locks of the week um, in terms of, so locks of the week, I am, uh, I got was plus one again. So I'm up to 20 and 16 plus $400 a year or broke or even uh, at 18 and 18. Um, our, our, Big boards had a different story, of course, and it seems to be our trend is where you win money, I lose money, and that's been the way it's been this season. Um, what's what is the secret of your uh, volume success, Doctor Uh
0: Apparently, I don't, I don't, I am not sure what it is. It seems like, yeah, the games that I pick, you know, obviously went the correct way, and the games that I, you know, didn't win the bets. That was the you know the team some one of those teams did something wrong. I think it's pretty much what it comes down to. So, if only you could sort out,
1: yeah. If only you could sort out the ones you're positive on, and you're gonna from the ones that you exactly. are in a better way, you'd be really cleaning up. Because if you can get rid of those losses and get more of the wins, you'd really uh, be be sitting pretty. But at least I can hang my hat so far on that. I I tend to know what games
0: i know better than your confidence picks are on follow the logic that you're using i guess right is what it is. yeah
1: it's not it's not gr- i'm not like i'm not killing it but but at least i'm i'm winning slightly uh uh most weeks now so and i've built a little bit of a cushion so if i even if i have an 0 and 3 week like st- i'll still be over 500 on the season so i still just, i just want to keep building 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 as as yes. the season comes on, maybe um, two
0: and ones kind of, are fine, right? That's yeah, yeah. You just keep doing that, and you'll be in good shape. I will be in good shape. So keep if I keep getting two thirds of my bets,
1: right, I will be in good shape, which is now, hard now, now you'
0: got to figure out how to you know make some of these other picks with the same confidence level is what it is,
1: yeah, or just uh, bet more heavily on the big ones. and yeah and May,
0: maybe, heavily. yeah, so maybe for next season, we'll have to try. Like oh, we just have a set dollar amount that we have to bet, and not on all of the games. But you can put it where you want to put it. Yeah. Something like that. Like say you're going to bet forty eight hundred dollars on the week, but they don't have you don't have to put hundred dollars on each category. You can put it all forty eight hundred on one game if you want. Or Ooh, that's that's yeah that makes it even more complicated. But we'll we'll maybe yeah. we can we,
1: we can talk about that in the off season.
0: Yes. But it might be better for the uh, confidence play. Mm-hmm. It you might. Know, if your strategy seems to be working in that. That may be more of like what you would actually bet if you were to really start betting. Yeah, You, yeah, you would you only would make, make a few bets on on games that you're very confident in, and I should just yeah. be making volume bets because it seems to be working well for me.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd
0: I'd still, have... I'm still positive on this. Like twenty, almost twenty six hundred dollars on the season now. So with the with making all of the bets.
1: But. Yeah, you are you are thirty almost. You're thirty two hundred something dollars on the season. I am minus sixty six hundred on the season. So we have about a ten thousand dollar difference so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we can we we can uh, in the when we get to the playoffs, we can start experimenting a little more because we do we do a little bit more experimentation when it comes to betting in the playoffs when there are fewer games. So uh we we can we can start uh figuring out some other strategies uh well,
0: you, I think you were looking at thir- the week thirteen stuff. Those those are those oh, are okay, those aren't right yet. Oh I'm looking I'm looking ahead. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm predicting twenty twenty five seventy six is what what I'm at right now. Oh okay. Minus minus sixty four hundred Mike. Minus sixty four hundred. Okay. Yikes. I'm only minus sixty four hundred. Okay. That's better than that could be. That's like a that's like an eight, almost a nine thousand dollar spread. Between Only a
1: nine thousand dollar difference right now. Yeah, yeah. fortunately. <laughs> um, it's my math. My math is about as good as the Royals who had their uh, stadium uh, <laughs> value. Uh, the at it was Jackson County that that, that calculated the value of, of the expenses of the stadium about one point two billion. It would cost one point two billion dollars less than they originally thought hmm. uh, on the investment estimate if they built this new downtown stadium. But um, anyway, uh, but then, uh, there was, was
0: yeah. No, I know additional progress though. I don't think on any of the decision making from what I've heard. Anyway,
1: no, and and they haven't had the lottery yet for the for the draft. So there is really. Oh and they haven't haven't signed any free agents that i've noticed this past week so it seems like it's really a cold stove
0: uh, right now for the royals wasn't well, so the winter meetings are this weekend maybe or is it coming up isn't it yeah it's coming up soon i think i think the um the actual like lottery is part of that winter meeting and so the, the i think the draft lottery will take place one week from when this is being recorded now, yeah.
1: the winter meetings are in Nashville. Like they've they've been a lot in Nashville. Maybe they're always in Nashville. Uh, December fourth through the seventh. Yeah,
0: uh, a week, basically a week from this airing. Yes, it'll end. So I, when we record next week's episode, we should know where the Royals will be picking. Yes, I think by odds they should be in the top three. One, two, or three, hopefully. Hopefully, do you, one. Do you think they'll land inside the lottery at all? So, top six picks. Do you think they'll get a top six pick?
1: Probably top six pick. I I would say they're not going to get as good a pick as they deserve, and they aren't gonna So they they I think they were, they, the, sec- they were they the second. They didn't last year. I think
0: they were supposed to get four, and they were outside the lottery. Yeah, so they picked eighth, I think, last. So this part, I think last year, to- which was like you know a few months ago. <laughs> So they're supposed to be
1: second. This ideally they would be second. Uh, so they'll probably get like fifth or something. Or yeah, um, if they got the first picked out, I don't even know who the I don't even know what the if the draft is deep at the top or if it's uh, deep towards the like the later first round middle or if it's like a, there's like one guy that is 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 going to be the big prospect in yeah. Uh, and so, well, whatever whatever it is, the roles will be one probably be one after the can't miss prospects,
0: or or they would skip over the can't miss to mm-hmm. get a guy they think that would sign with them instead of right. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Bubba Starling uh, draft, but that
1: was that that one was it was the local prospect they couldn't really pass up on him. And, um and it would have been nice to get Anthony Rendon, but uh, they ended up with. Uh, Bubba
0: yeah they're basically the same player (laughs) (laughs) at this at this point I guess right are they both retired now Uh, Rendon's still
1: is he still kicking it I think he's
0: around I think he's dealing with a lot more injuries now as I don't think he's playing full seasons at this point but yeah because he ended up in in uh, with the Angels I think and then yeah,
1: he only had a point. So he only had point one more war this year than Boba Starling did. <laughs> was, two home runs, one hundred forty-eight at bats, thirty-five, uh, two thirty-six batting average. He actually had a three sixty-one on base percentage with that two thirty-six batting average. Forget, but but yeah. Uh, since he joined the Angels, he's really been injured. He hasn't played more than fifty-eight games since no. twenty. 19 so i guess 50 i guess in 2020 he played 52 games which was basically a full covid season um oh, 2021 right. 50, 20, 58
0: 2022,
1: 20, 47 2023 20, 43 so he's playing fewer games every year so he's gonna be about on pace for about 37
0: games next year but he, he had a really good excuse for one of those seasons why he only played in the you know yeah. fifty max games. Those cause only played 50-ish games, right? He was the he was 10th in the MVP voting in 2020 for the for
1: the Angels. Uh, but yeah, he had several seasons in a row where he had, you know, 40 plus home runs and, and things like that. So he was a he was a when he won the world when they won the World Series in Washington in 2019, he had 44 home uh or 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, 44 doubles. Uh, 10, 10 op 10 uh, ten ten ops. Uh, so yeah, pretty 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 good. But yeah, he's been he's been um, oft injured since then. Uh, speaking speaking of oft, maybe not oft injured, but speaking of prominently injured, did you hear who the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks hired as their uh new offensive coordinator uh,
0: under under head coach Sam Pittman uh uh next year? It's a re- it's a return of a prodigal son. When you sent the message, I, I just assumed it was going to be one of the recently fired NFL coaches that was going to be joining them or somebody that I hadn't heard had been fired yet. Like, I was hoping that was going to be like a Nathaniel Hackett just to like irk you, but yes, turns out it's No, it's not. It's day. Yes. Prodigal son. Bobby
1: Petrino coming back to Arkansas really means, I guess, they're desperate to have somebody. He had been, I think, the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M recently he had been the head coach of Missouri State and – Maybe Louis and a couple other places, but yeah, he's now the uh, back in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hopefully, not riding anymore nice. motor scooters with uh, illicit uh, young love interests uh, on the back.
0: So, but, yeah, yes, yeah, so do you think that Arkansas is going to lean into like just to make sure whatever his uh, previous indiscretions, you know, are just like out in public to begin with, or do you think it's going to be like there's like a really heavily you, um, you know, like out clauses in his contract that they can, you know, remove him very quickly if something you know similar pops up from what they've already seen in the uh, I I would
1: guess there probably he probably is a short leash, but I also but I'm 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 hoping that there'll be a lot of neck braces that appear on the campus uh, at the football games. uh, yes. uh in, in in support of uh Petrino uh yes. <laughs> the neck brace with kind of the road rash face uh, that he had when he had that press conference after his motorcycle accident. But that was the last time Arkansas was consistently good. Was was uh, the early odds? Well, of the early aughts, The early teens uh, with with uh, Coach uh, Coach Petrino. But uh, maybe maybe they can maybe they can uh, recapture some of that magic with Petrino
0: as the offensive uh, coordinator. Um, that press conference was one of the greatest <laughs> visuals. <laughs> Like I've ever seen on TV, like that that neck brace should be in a hall of fame somewhere. Like it should be on display. It was fantastic. fantastic. I think it should be in the it should be at least in the Arkansas um,
1: Hall of Fame in in the at in at at the stadium, yeah, Razorback Stadium. Or or maybe like maybe like you know usually now like colleges like you know there's a big defensive play they give the defensive player like. The big lock or the big uh, chain or the wwe belt to wear yes, maybe right. on offense they'll give uh the neck brace uh to somebody who makes a big catch or or something like that or maybe somebody who gives delivers a big hit or a block maybe uh the neck brace
0: absolutely i think, I think that you're fun. lobbying the school i mean you that's your alma mater right so you've got you've got an in there they should listen to you right yeah, I, well, I haven't, I haven't given anything on my association, and well, you in can give year. them. If mean, you don't want to give them financial give to them financially. You can at least give to them, you know, you know, through this, like your your ideas. Can, yeah, they, they can make a lot of money. They can
1: make a lot of money through stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that that's 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 financially, I
0: would be helping them by by yeah. giving giving them this sort of not through direct donation, but through the gifts of your wisdom like that's mm-hmm.
1: yeah speaking of our wisdom should we do we want to move on to week 13 and talk about uh <laughs> our prediction let's
0: do it uh
1: so week 13 is coming up uh only five more weeks after that uh in the nfl season the playoff race is starting to shape up it uh, looks like uh we know at least some of those teams are going to be uh but some of the teams who knows
0: uh what will shake out but uh well, no are one's officially a, taken a playoff spot yet, have they?
1: No, I th- although the Eagles are probably the closest to clinching, oh, they should be very close. But they have ten wins, so they, uh, they, uh, they, um, they probably their magic number is probably one. I would guess at this point if they haven't clinched already,
0: it's got to be close, yeah.
1: But since it says ten and one, so if they have eleven, I'll, I'll, I i i do not think there will be enough NFC teams that can get to eleven games and 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 beat, uh. Uh, beat the Eagles, but um, do you have any any insight? Do you want? To, should we talk about our bets for Week Thirteen first, or should we talk about what what do you uh, what do you think what are you thinking about the
0: uh, Chiefs Packers game?
1: Okay, I the Chiefs pa- Chiefs are playing at Lambeau Field on Sunday night. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Is it, it going to be really cold? It's uh, it was it's been cold this uh past couple of days here in uh, in in Maryland. But I think the weather's supposed to warm up a little bit, so I I think it's probably gonna be cold, but not freezing,
0: freezing cold. But thirty-five, cloudy, but not not crazy though. Yeah, not crazy. Projected weather as of now.
1: I I like the Chiefs to continue their winning ways, probably, and maybe continue their hot streak on. not we call it a streak, but try to maintain a hot streak on on offense uh by getting the ball to Rice more by uh you know keeping by by at least giving one giving you know an, another option besides Kelsey in the passing game and so if they can keep catching passes maybe Tony and Tony might be back maybe uh, McKinnon will be back uh next week and that that can help the offense even a little bit more and maybe transition them out of the Justin Watson MVS kind of world Sky Moore actually looked pretty good last week too so maybe that maybe those other receivers that we want to step up can start stepping up and and may and i think maybe uh green bay um had a great week last weekend against the uh the pat against the, the lions on thanksgiving but maybe they'll come crashing back to earth uh against a uh a tough chiefs team tough chiefs defense that's my hope anyway that's actually uh how, how about how about you what do you what do you think of the uh what are the chiefs uh, what, what do you think of the Chiefs and the Packers next week?
0: Well, I think that, yeah, I think maybe this last week, like having some of those guys, you know, not being in the game, you know, may have helped them like simplify the offense just a little bit where it's, you know, maybe, maybe now they can use this as like a stepping stone where they start, they can start adding a few things, but not all at once anyway. Or trying to like, you know, have too many options almost seemed like maybe what part of the problem was. You're yeah, really like...
1: trying to spread the ball out to everybody and then, or then, like, having everybody play a lot of um, snaps and, like, not allowing the hot hand to, uh, you know, kind of stay in. Like, yeah. you know, Rice, like we said the last time, it seemed like Rice played a lot in the first half and then was just gone in the second half. And this time he was he was there in both halves, and it really well, seemed to...
0: prominently featured at least in the area. yeah,
1: Yeah, he was getting the ball. And maybe Mahomes trusts him more now.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think, you know, I both were, yeah, kind of hoping that he will end up like emerging as that number one receiver type. And, that, and then, you know, if he can do that, then that may like, you know, bring Valdez Scantling in to being more important, you know, as the two or three receiver then and not, you know, not having to like draw like that number one defensive back on like every type of play, at least anyway. So like, you know, he doesn't even get that many looks in typical games. So maybe now... Yeah. If Rice, you know, can take that kind of one spot, maybe he'll start drawing some of the tougher defenders, and maybe that will mean Valdez Gately will be open more often too. So that's, you know, it could be a really good thing if he, if you know, Rice does emerge as that guy, or it could allow Tony to kind of be that kind of odd
1: gadget playmaker kind of guy that we know he could be. He really started showing some of that in against Philadelphia again, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, it seems like he's sort of fragile. And injured, gets injured a lot, so maybe he's a like McKinnon, kind of a late season playoff kind of guy that that works uh, better. But yeah, I think maybe it'll, I think having a solid number two target with Rice maybe can help. Yes, Guy Moore or uh, Valdez Scantle, maybe Richie James coming back uh, can can do a little bit more. So um, actually, if you want to talk about our bets, my first bet of the of the week was going to be uh, the Chiefs are favored by six and a half points uh in Lambeau field against against the Packers and I I don't know if I've bet on the Chiefs at all this year it's one of my locks of the week but I decided this week uh to, to to change my tune and I and I thought I'd pick Kansas City minus six and a half I think the Chiefs will win by at least a touchdown uh against the Packers I think they're trying to uh get their offense going I think Matt Nagy's probably maybe I don't know if he's feeling the hot seat a little bit but he's probably um feeling the ire of of uh chiefs fans and maybe the front office uh so i i, I think that the chiefs will come out and and score a lot of points and the defense has been great all season even though they let a couple of early touchdowns in against uh uh the raiders they only they allowed that one big play to the jacobs on the run he's a great running back so it's not really that you know you'll get if you allow one or two one or two big plays a game and in, in kind of limit it to that that's not too bad and so the Chiefs defense has been good every game basically this year so I think they'll be good again against Green Bay so I like them to um favor I like them at minus six and a half how, how about you Dr. Scott do you, do you have a, a first lock
0: of the week that you want to talk about well, so yeah, so last week I, I was betting unders and I'm, I'm afraid to go back to that again. So I'm not betting to bet any unders this week, I think so. But well, the first game i picked, at least anyway, is on a spread. I've got uh, Detroit minus four and a half at New Orleans. So I'm expecting Detroit to bounce back after their loss to the Packers uh, against, you know, a New Orleans team that doesn't seem like they really quite know what they're doing still. Yeah. No. Um, and it's a, it's a relatively close spread, at least anyway, for a, for a game. It doesn't seem like New Orleans is really, you know, matching up well, I don't think, with Detroit. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect Detroit to cover that four-and-a-half-point spread.
1: And it's a road game, but it's a road game from a Dome team to another Dome team, so maybe maybe yeah. that's not as big of a intimidation kind of difference. Like, you know, it can get pretty loud in the Superdome, but uh, Detroit knows how to play in a Dome. Uh, and you know they play in a dome, you know half their games already. So maybe it's not as I, I, I wonder what if dome. Te- this is maybe something we could we could we could look into. Do dome teams play better against fellow dome teams when they're at home, or do they play better against teams that play outdoors?
0: Yeah, uh, road domes. They just play well in domes and not outdoors I, at all. Yeah, I would say
1: outdoor teams play less well in the dome than indoor teams. Usually, but I don't know. Well, that's something we could we could we could take a look.
0: They should play yeah. half of the game in a dome, other half of the game outside, just to see what the advantage is, like in every condition, right? Sure.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just agree with that, Doctor Skeff. You, you can, <laughs> you can think of the logistics on your own. And like, guess, I guess some of these stadiums, they can open, they can have them open half the game, and then yeah. close it, the game. But these, these, like, these, these roofs that uh, open and close, they seem to be very slow moving, though, right? They don't seem right. to be like a roof, like a zipper, zip line kind of thing. You know, it's, it's not like uh rolling up your window uh and
0: and and putting it down it's uh yeah much more late. Uh, it's like it's a awesome. half a day process to to move some of those things yeah yeah but um so you like do you like the Detroit
1: the domers on the road against their fellow domers yeah in normal uh four and a half or more i have um Another I am betting a, I so maybe going along with that, I'm betting against a dome team on the road in an outdoor stadium uh this week. So um I am so I like this is i I'm, this is a game that I do not want to watch probably, but if it's mm. on, I guess I would watch it. This is the Jets Atlanta game. I think they're over unders 34 points. Uh the Jets are are three point underdogs at home against the Falcons which is surprising to me. I think the Jets, I like the Jets actually probably to win outright against Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta is very good. Uh, I don't think they have a good quarterback. I don't think their offense is that strong. Bijan Robinson's a good running back. I guess Drake London's a good receiver, but they don't have a, they don't have a, you know, Ritter is not a great quarterback. I think the Jets defense is their strong suit. So I think the Jets defense can contain uh, the Falcons offense. And I think that Falcons defense is, you know, Okay, but I think the Jets can at least keep it close. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the over/under in that game, but I do like the Jets to keep it at least close and maybe to win, eke out a win. Uh, so they're uh, plus three. So I'm taking the Jets plus three at home in MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands uh, against the Falcons.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd fully expect this to be like a twelve to six all field goal type game really is what it really seems like it's <laughs> probably not going to be a fun one to watch if you're a fan of offense.
1: No, no. Or is a fan of good football in general, but uh
0: <laughs> do you like being entertained? Don't watch this
1: game. We might see, what's, what's the over under on uh, like these tendon tears uh in uh, this this week at the, at, at uh, MetLife Stadium, it seems like there's one. they had one last week, Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins. You can see his AC, his uh, Achilles tendon Ooh. just kind of. You can see it's the back of his calf kind of ripple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's. Uh, I was reading an article that a lot of the players, I mean, it, it, the, the field might cost like the Jets and the Giants. Um, free agents because it's seen as an injury trap and it's one of those things again shouldn't shouldn't the nfl just require teams to have natural grass fields especially in an outdoor stadium yeah you should, you should be able to have a a, a grass field um, there's no, there's no really reason for it i guess the grass fields sometimes there's are, are a problem like in uh, the super bowl uh when it was a little bit slippery but i think at least if you slip and trip usually you're not going to tear something um the way you do it in yeah on these artificial services but
0: that one year with the slick field wasn't that like the field was like planted like on a deck or something that was like placed on the field like a day or two before the
1: yeah but they have those fields I think it was overwatered too but they have that there was a field just like that 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 they used in Las Vegas um that they played and, and I didn't notice any problems with the Chiefs um, Raiders slipping or anything like that, so yeah, I th- it may have been more a problem with that particular field than the technique mm. with uh, itself, but um, yeah, so I yeah, I would like to see all the games on grass, but yeah, I guess I yeah, the are, are, are not having that, especially yeah, outdoor stadiums, especially. I'm glad the Chiefs uh switched to Arrowhead to grass pretty much back when was that back when like Joe Montana was play i think that was their first year i guess second year here i think was the first grass year or maybe it was the first steve bono year like 94 95 uh, was the first grass when i was a kid i kind of liked the turf because it looked kind of clean on tv and stuff like that you yeah uh, but but as i got older i've I've grown to appreciate the mud and the muck and the uh grass stains and the in the natural conditions uh much more
0: we like seeing the player like uh, stand up from like a you know having just been tackled and then like has like the turf like stuck in in like the top of the face mask and they have to like pick that out. Yeah, it's 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 a <laughs> classic look, a classic yeah. look. Yeah, it's good. Um,
1: is your how about your second bet? Is it is it a, is it going to be a on a, in a
0: classic? Uh, I don't know about a classic. My third pick might be a classic, but the second pick. Oh, with another uh, road favorite. Uh, I've got uh, Miami minus nine and a half at Washington Commanders, I guess, that are, you know, someone in disarray now, I think, too, right? Are they, uh, yeah, Jack Del Rio,
1: the, the defensive coordinator, was fired Ron Rivera is going to call the defense now himself, so it's going to be Beanie and Rivera calling the plays on both sides of the ball. Do you think that's
0: going to make? I, I mean i don't I mean I don't know if that's gonna make any difference. They gave up a lot of points last week and uh I don't I mean the coordinator isn't out on the field, so I don't know how that's really gonna make that much of a difference. You're not really gonna fix the personnel issues that are that are there in a in a week against a team that's actually pretty pretty good and more innovative kind of offenses like like Miami has so and they traded their best two defensive players away,
1: Sweat and Young. Uh, so, like, what do they expect of the defensive? What's the defensive coordinator supposed to do without his, you know, without the two best defensive ends to, to at least, you know, kind of contain the contain the edge and or to rush the passer? It seems, yeah, that's um, it was a recipe for disaster. I, I think when they traded those guys, I don't, they were still sort of in the playoff hunt, but I think after that, that's just, it seems like they're tanking. And so, if they're tanking, my fire a guy. Um maybe he didn't want to tank. I don't know, but it's but you would say you would want I think it's Rivera trying to keep his job more than anything else. Um
0: Yeah. Well he's been a little on the hot seat at least anyway for for a while. Yeah. Not yeah, not just the last week. This is uh yeah, an ongoing sort of issue. So it's nine and a half, is that is that the spread? Nine and it's so one of the bigger spreads that I picked. Uh, have ever picked I think actually for 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 a lock at least anyway but uh I but I like this one I think this week yeah Miami not minus nine and a half they were also
1: minus nine and a half last week I think against the Jets and they ended up covering that too so they yeah Miami's one of those teams that does not mind uh running up the score uh and or scoring late or having a big win they're not quite you know Andy the Andy Reed gentleman uh that uh the chiefs are of course. um Speaking of the Chiefs, I'm 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 going to continue my, uh, my, so I bet on the, I bet on the Chiefs for my first bet. I'm also going to bet on one of the Chiefs' big rivals, uh, for my last bet uh, this week. uh The Denver Broncos are playing at Houston against the Texans uh on Sunday afternoon, and they're three and a half point underdogs on the road. I think that is a, a number that's a little bit high. I like. Uh, I think Denver on a neutral field is probably a better team than Houston. And so I was surprised by the three and a half point spread. Maybe I would have thought one and a half might have been the right number, especially. So I think Denver can at least keep it within a field goal of Houston. And I, and I would say Denver, I would pick Denver probably to win outright uh, against Houston. You know, Houston's had been a feel good story this year and CJ Strouds had a great year, but uh, his first year, but I think the Broncos have won five straight. Russell Wilson, has uh, been solid. The defense has been very good uh, the last several weeks. Ever since that Miami uh, debacle, really, they've started to keep things together. So, I think uh, I like Denver plus three and a half at Houston.
0: Yeah, this should be a good test for Stroud. I think he's had a couple of pretty good games pretty recently, but I don't think those were against very good defenses. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense is, was a, was
1: pretty is pretty good. Pretty okay. Good. But... Yeah, and they didn't beat Jacksonville, so and I don't think Jack. I think Jacksonville's a good team, but I don't think they're an outstanding.
0: He did scored thirty points against Cincinnati in week ten. hmm
1: that has a good defense, but also I think they were probably a little bit
0: demoralized without Burrow. I think so. Uh, I think that was the week that that he went down. Down, yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this is a really good test then for Stroud. I mean, it'd be nice to see him play well and beat Denver just because I think just in general, you and I are not fans of the Broncos being no. lifelong Chiefs fans. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're on a hot streak though. So it's kind of hard to pick against them, I would think too. Mm-hmm. Was it five, five in a row? Is that right? Five in a row, yeah. yeah. And unlikely some of those games too. So that's... uh.
1: Yeah, the Buffalo game it was most unlikely with that with that uh, twelve man on the field last second field goal that uh, went awry, but then we uh, were able to kick again a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I like I like Buffalo. I mean, I like Denver to keep it close and maybe win outright against Houston in Houston. Um, I think your last pick might have been with one of the teams that I just mentioned, Dr. Scaff. Uh, what What is your
0: last? Well, my last uh, pick. Probably the game of the week. Maybe one of the top games of the season even with the matchups. Probably the number one and number two teams uh, maybe in the entire NFL right now, but at least in the NFC. San Francisco at Philly. Um, mm. I'm not sure how I'm going to pick this game I think to actually on the spread right now. It's San Francisco is favored by three on the road, which is a little... Surprising. I was surprised about that too. But maybe... I'm sure the betters
1: know something that in the... Bookies uh, know something that we don't, uh, or just or they're just you know their models just have it that San Francisco is a a better team, Uh, you know on a neutral field maybe as almost a six point better team than the Eagles. The Eagles have won a lot of close games lately, but uh, maybe they've been a little bit more lucky than good uh, even. So uh, they could have easily lost to Buffalo. They could have easily lost to the Chiefs without some fortunate. Uh, maybe, maybe for, fortune fo- uh, following them, so yeah. you so, uh, but you're not betting on the spread. Uh, what, what you're going on the over under? What do you like? What do you like, Dr. Scott? Yeah, over-
0: I'm, I'm looking at the over in this game, and the line set at 46 and a half. Uh, in, in last week's game, you know, Philly, Philly, Buffalo or is you know, kind of a similar matchup, at least anyway. Philly was able to put up quite a few points against the you know, a strong ish at least defense in Buffalo, but they gave up a lot of points too. To like a, you know, not, maybe not the best of the offenses in, in the league, at least as of right now. San Francisco's been rolling offensively. Their defense is pretty strong, though, too. I could see, you know, this maybe this turns into another type of shootout. So I'm going to take the over in this one 46 and a half points. And, a half. and I think,
1: yeah, I think a 28 24 game is certainly, uh, within possibility then that would be to 52 so yeah i think something like that height up mid to upper 20s for both teams uh will get you get you over so i i I like the over there too a little bit i I don't it's not i I don't i don't like enough to make it one of my locks but uh and i i i think that's a a decent uh a decent bad doctor's cap
0: just just as a reminder though the buffalo philly game we hit 71 i think in the uh you know, just a week ago, or for us, two days ago. Yes.
1: Yes. And that was in bad weather. So you think, well, maybe the weather won't be as bad Uh and they can score even more points. Yeah. San Francisco has a good offense. They have a good defense, but they can, they can allow a decent number of points too. Uh And even if one of the 46 and a half is, is such that, you know, if, if if like, you know, one of the teams scores 35, hmm I think possible. The only you know you, you just need two touchdowns from the other team, and that and that'll cover. So, um yeah, I I I don't I I don't I I kind of like I kind of like that pick as well, which doesn't necessarily
0: bode well uh for you, Doctor Scaff, since no, well, I mean, maybe it does because uh, you know if you agree with it, then oh well, I'm for yeah. your locks have done well, but it's not one of your locks though either, so. Yeah, it's one of my, yeah. it's
1: it's one of it's it's just on the board, uh, for me. But we'll see how the board, uh, does. Do we have anything else we want to talk about for this week, or should we wrap up? Uh, what what is the Monday night matchup this week? Is it is the it, Monday night matchup is oh, the
0: Cincinnati Jacksonville game?
1: Uh, Cincinnati Jacksonville. I was thinking you at one point you were thinking of, of betting Cincinnati Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought maybe that that game a few weeks ago looked like a really great game, but with Burrow out. It's lost a lot of its luster but now Jacksonville's favored by seven and a half uh points yeah I I I don't know if I like Jacksonville to cover but I don't think Cincinnati's gonna win so I I I'm I haven't decided what I like for that game have you do you, do you think you have you have a lean one way or the other Monday night
0: yeah leaning towards Jacksonville on the spread but uh not not enough to make it one of my locks either so like, that's you know we'll have to see how. How we finalize these as the uh, as the line moves in the next couple of days before we make our official picks, at least anyway, on the big board, Yeah, the big board, uh, that's still
1: waiting for us. But our locks of the week are in, and they are locked in. and uh, i i'm I'm feeling confident. Maybe I should maybe say i'm not I'm not feeling confident. and maybe that'll 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 keep me from being uh, jinxed by my juwcocky uh, over, cock overconfident. Cocky uh, um, attitude. Uh, It reminds me of that line, one of my favorite lines from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, (laughs) Talk about um, a young um, Dave Chappelle. uh, uh, He is headstrong and cocksure,
0: (laughs) or is it the other way around? (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and nice. And
1: so so I, I I I don't want to appear uh overly uh cocksure or headstrong uh uh in on on these picks. So we'll 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 just leave it at that. Um anything else you'd like to
0: add, Dr. Scott? Well, I was, because you mentioned that, what what uh, where does that rank in your Mel Brooks films hierarchy? Is that uh I I like uh, Robin uh,
1: Benetites. It is the problem with *Ravenous Men and Tights*. It is too topical. It is so it it, it dates itself to the mid 1990s a little yeah. bit too much. There's a lot of like, like the Reebok Reebok
0: pumps, pumps and the
1: uh... Reebok pump jokes and things like that. Yeah. The whoop, whoop whoop the kind of Arsenio Hall whooping. It's very dated. So I actually prefer uh, of the of the of the 90s Mel Brooks. I actually prefer *Dracula Dead* and loving it to uh i think it holds up better on on uh later viewings. maybe at the time i would have liked probably men in tights a little bit better but also it's it's also too much of a parody of the kevin costner robin hood which i think it was also a the
0: parody itself
1: yeah so i i like i like dracula dead and loving it it's a little it's it's a little little less um topical humor that's the thing also one of the problems with space balls it was too topical hmm. uh I think uh, Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, those are like the top, really top, top Mel movies are a little, are, are more, the, the jokes are a little more timeless. And so that's why I like Dracula Denning Loving. So I actually have it, Dracula Denning Loving is one of my top three uh, Mel Brooks movies, which is very, I think probably surprising for people. It would be, my, my number one would probably be Young Frankenstein. Yeah. And then, Two is actually battling between uh, Blazing Saddles is, a, is is better, but I for some reason really love, I really love Leslie Nielsen, so I like his Dracula. Uh, yeah. So, I know that I know that Dracula: D- Den Loving is not as good as Blazing Saddles, but it's one of those that I kind of like, um, personally on a, on a level. So so
0: it's it's ira- it's an irrational like. Do you do you have a favorite uh, Mel Brooks? Uh, I've I've always been a you know huge Spaceballs fan though because of, because of like the Star Wars movies and then the parody of that anyway so the, it really works for me at least anyway so uh, at one point I had most of that movie memorized I think it you know I haven't seen baseballs yeah movies of my childhood that was uh, watched we on used to
1: watch that we used to watch that together quite a bit yeah that was it wasn't as frequently as we watched um, Major League or Maybe the
0: Fletch um, movies or
1: Fletch movies we watched a lot. Yeah. There were a few of those that we watched, yeah, yes. uh, over and over. So um Indiana Jones we watched a lot. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. too. I think uh, I had Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade on VHS. And so that was like one of the first like VHS movies I think like, we had. So it was like that was a, one of those that got like burned. Yes. You know, it was like the you know, the the tape ended up being ruined because of how many times that's it was rewound and then watched and rewound and watched, yes. That's why they sold those uh, little rewinders to uh, keep
1: the... Uh, was that, that was more to save the wear and tear on the VCR rather than... On, a, on
0: the actual VCR device, yeah. Yeah, at least that's what they
1: said it was for. Yeah.
0: But then VCRs cheap enough that they were probably as cheap as the rewinders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't just manually rewind it like with the, your finger or...
1: or... Yeah, like a marker or something, yeah. Yeah. With it, like a pencil with it like a like a audio cassette. Right. Um, <laughs> speaking of oh, rewinding well. <laughs> speaking of rewinding, maybe we would want to rewind and do this episode a little bit better. But uh, I think I think it turned out. We're stuck uh,
0: with
1: it. I think we're we're stuck with it. I think it turned out okay though. Um, I have we we'll, we'll go ahead go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Um, as as always, uh, I am Doctor Michael Werman esquire uh he uh is dr andrew scaff no esquire we are the warning track power hour please like and subscribe to our uh podcast or our youtube channel and uh we we thank you for your your viewership your listenership good luck to your teams this week good luck on your bets this week if you're making them and uh please tune in uh next time uh uh, for another exciting episode of the One Trick Power Hour. And
0: uh, as always, Dr. Scaff and I will wish you a good day.